the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Right Makes Might. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome again. Today is a day that the Lord has made and it's appropriate to talk about him. And since he makes every day, we love to talk about him every day. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my encouraging wingman. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. Friends, I won't mince words today. We're going to cover dangerous ground. I'm pretty spun up myself, uh, just looking at things around us, distractions, lies, deceptions, frustrations. And I'm coming to you today with a just a heart struggling to find the truth that we have to walk out every day and uh, probably in preparing for the show where I've spent the last couple of days thinking about the dangerous ground we walk. Before we get into that, I have to remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserve, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. And then I have to submit myself to a loving God in prayer and ask him to make sure that the things we say here fall on listening ears with encouragement and in the truth of his words. So, Please, if you bow your heads, unless you're driving, and pray with us. Heavenly Father, we understand that though you made this world, when you came to this world, it did not receive you. Lord, we know this world is evil, but we also know that we have been created for such a time as this, and that in you, we have everything we need to be victors on this battlefield. In you, Father, we have the opportunity to shine a bright light into the darkness. Help us to overcome Help us to stand firm behind the shield of faith and to wield the sword of truth with compassion and integrity. Help us, Lord, to endure criticism and ridicule, but not to be conformed to that which does not know you. We pray for understanding, for ears that hear, and for eyes that see. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Friends, we've been doing our 40-day devotional series in my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. 
In the first week, we talked about choosing Jesus in all things. In the second week, we talked about change and taking action on that choice to create righteous change. The week prior, we talked about preparing our hearts. And last week, we talked about our actions as courageous Christians. This week, we're going to talk about days 29 through 35, and we're going to attack dangerous ground. Those days cover many observations about the battlefield, and it's because in combat, an accurate understanding of the battlefield is critical to success, and it's no less so as Christian warriors. Day 29 looks at the opportunity and the obligation that we have to educate those in darkness. Day 30 talks about offensive and defensive operations and the care we must take in battlefield security. Day 31 looks at some of the ugly realities of the current situation. Day 32 speaks to our individual role in calming the storms of life. Day 33 asks, which wolf will we feed, the good one or the bad one? Day 34 speaks about living by faith in the opportunity of the present. And day 35, the Sabbath reviews the themes of the week and reminds us, and this is so important, please hear this, our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the powers of evil in this dark world. It's not about people. It's not about being angry at people. This battlefield is about the good that we can do against the powers of evil, and we see those people as our opportunity. In a slight change, I want to begin today's show with the moment of truth. We normally wait till the end, but in every episode we have a moment of truth which takes scripture from the Bible and applies it to our current discussion, and we do this to show the relevance, the timeliness, and the perfection of God's Word, and to remind ourselves what is real in a world of deceptions. And I'm starting the show today because we want to speak truth. In all things, everybody's got a perspective, everybody's got an opinion, but there's only one truth and it belongs to God. And in Hebrews 4, 12, he says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's interesting to me that the word sword has the word word in it. Also interesting is that a double-edged sword cuts both ways. Those who wield the sword of truth in speech but do not strive to live it will endure the same cuts as those who reject it outright. We cannot be hypocrites. As courageous Christians, those who teach, those who demonstrate, there is no hiding from the sword of God's truth for anyone. So, Christy, Tell us how we can order the book, please, to make sure that everybody who wants to join us in the study can do so. I certainly will, and happy to do that because there's still time to get involved. I want to go back to that word. Very that just hits me that the word, the word, word <laughs> is in sword, and that's what we're studying in the in this book. Uh, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. Right makes my 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And that's what we're doing in this series as well. And there's still time to come along and read this word, um, these these words, and it's inspired by the word by Richard in his book. And how you get that is to um, 
very easy, very simply, send an email to CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We still have books available. We've made uh, up to 500 books available, donating them, including shipping. So if you still you know, want to get involved with us, you certainly can. Also, um, make sure that you go to our Facebook page, Right Makes Might, uh, on Facebook. And we're sharing scriptures and encouragement every day, little excerpts from the book and so forth to keep uh, us together as a family on this journey, studying the word and walking out our faith as courageous Christian, uh, courageous Christians. So whatever um, I have is catching. Apparently. Yeah, it is. Well, I wolf on any day is hard for me to say. I'm so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, please join us in that. Uh, we're excited about it. And it's relevant because so much of what we're seeing is so difficult. You leave your house, even in your house, you're just confronted with lies and deceptions. And uh, if you get one thing from this, I want to repeat that this conflict between good and evil is about the devil's insurgency, his attempt to overthrow God which plays itself out in secular conflict. And so the lives we live from day to day are impacted by this spiritual battle. And, you know, they say you can study your Bible all day and you can memorize all the scriptures you want, but you still have to contend with the world. There's a saying that says, don't be so heavenly that you're of no earthly good. And our work here is done on earth. It's done in the craters of the battlefield that we talked about last week. Uh, I'm reminded of a time just before my team and I left for Afghanistan. It was uh, probably late September 2010. I was over at a friend's house for dinner, and his wife, uh, a military wife who knew all the other wives, and they all have the wives network and they sometimes know way more about things than we know at dinner. Uh, she was talking all about how many guys were getting hurt in Afghanistan and how bad the situation was. And I was just sitting there, uh, really strained by it. And the next day I went to work and we were doing some training and I was looking at my team and I was thinking that they had an air of stress about them. We were set to leave in about a, uh, two weeks, I think. And I gathered them all together and I said, Fellas, this is difficult. Advising is difficult. Counterinsurgency is complicated. In some instances, you're living in and amongst the enemy and working with them. And so I just want to remind you of one thing, and that is brilliance in the basics. Just do the basic stuff well. Uh, your hard skills are to shoot, move, and communicate. Do that well. And your soft skills are to negotiate, understand the culture, and to treat everybody with respect. And so it's in that same spirit where I look around and I feel that we're struggling in many different ways to put a good foot forward. And what I would say to everybody is brilliance in the basics. And Daniel chapter 3 uh, comes to mind, verses 17 through 20, when, uh, and these guys, you got to love their names, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
Uh, I picked a great day to talk about them. As so that's so yeah. not easy to say. As though I wasn't those Bible, those Bible names, right? But uh, <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar puts out uh, an edict that says everybody will worship the gods of King Nebuchadnezzar and um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego at the place where their faith, which says, thou shalt have no other god before me, meets the world in which they lived, which was saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the harp, flute, zither, lyre, harp, uh, horn, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. I don't know what a zither is, but apparently if you hear it, you have to worship (laughs) King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, watch out for those zithers out there. (laughs) And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused. They refused to bend one bit. The first commandment says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. As a result, they were thrown into the fire. And observing the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar thought he saw four people there, and that's because one of them was Jesus, who was with the three to protect them. After uh, no damage was done to them, and they were brought out from the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against their god shall be cut into pieces, for no other god can save this way. So they refused to step away from conflict, to glorify their God, and a nation of pagans was caused to honor our God. This is the challenge that we have in all things. Brilliance in the basics. Turn to Jesus. You know what? I love that. Sorry to cut in on you, but that is actually that story, that chapter is what started off my time heading into covid with all the fear and all the conflict and everything that was out there and that staying true what coming out of the flames and the fire and as Nebuchadnezzar says there he he is the only god i can't remember what it's i wrote just amazing. In my journal, the whole nation yeah. of pagans is turned right. yeah and that that's been my focus of that jesus was in the flames with them and it's interesting you bring that up because that has carried me through this crisis of covid absolutely i think that's a great point and when we think about these little conflicts on the battlefield, they are ever-present everywhere we run into them. Every day. For example, whatever God says, the world says the opposite. Psalm 46, God says, be still and know that I am God. The world says, be busy, build up stores for yourself on earth. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, God says, be in the moment, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And the world says, be fearful, be anxious, be regretful, feel guilty. These are emotions which use the future against us and the past against us, kind of like you were saying with the COVID and the fear of the upcoming. But as Christians, the more dangerous the battlefield, the more we must be focused on brilliance in the basics. Absolutely. And when we don't, we also miss the beauty we of absolutely the every moment. Do. God says, serve others in humility. The world says, focus on yourself and your feelings. God says, focus on heaven. And the world says, focus on the temporary. God says that he comes to unify in truth. The world wants division and lies. 
God says an athlete does not receive a crown unless he competes according to the rules. The world says everyone gets a trophy. God says, focus on him for your needs. And the world says, focus on governments for your needs. And so that brings us to a a, a good place, because I think right now there's a lot of political context to everything that's going on. And as we know, insurgencies, an attempt to overthrow the established regime and politics is about the distribution of power. So. In this dangerous ground that we walk on every day, there seems to often be a political component. But as we said to start, our battle is not against the flesh and blood. So the brilliance in the basics of our lives as Christians is to declutter the windshield with all of these competing messages, which identify themselves because they go counter to what God says, and to focus on him in the distance. I know it's hard. I mean, I'm struggling with it today. Yeah, I think everyone struggles with it. You think of, you, you've talked to, about craters before. You think about, we've talked about divorce. And um, oftentimes we get caught up in all the conflict. And, you know, we have the news on and we have this. And when we can turn, I, I love that you're saying brilliance and the basics. We get back to the basics and putting him, God first, God, him first in everything. We clear the windshield like you're talking. We can see better. We can walk a better path. And it's hard. It is hard. And uh, some of the difficulty of it involves the constant criticism that I think our faith subjects us to. And to that, I want to speak with our quote of the day. We're going to have two for the price of one today, and you're going to laugh. The oh, first quote. Look at that. We, we got a deal. It's a bonus. <laughs> a deal here the on first, Courageous Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Free books and two quotes uh, for the day. The first quote's from Hawaii Five-O, the original series, which I was watching with my son recently, and Mike, the producer, is looking at me because he's excited to see what's going to come out of my mouth. And Mike, he'll be happy to note that my effort to school my son in the classics is ongoing. In this particular episode, the original Steve McGarrett, Jack Lord, who we all love, was quoting his father when he said, the way to avoid criticism is to say nothing, to do nothing, and to be nobody. Mm. And when I heard him say that, I thought, oh my gosh, isn't that appropriate? Our second quote is from George Orwell, who said famously, Mm. the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. Mm. And I think we can all agree that our society has drifted about as far from the truth as you can get without falling off the edge of the planet. So my point in sharing these two quotes is that we're trying to speak truth to a world which prefers lies. Don't expect applause. When we give voice to God's truth with actions and words as it's written in the Bible, we will meet with criticism. Don't be alarmed because, as I like to say, the flack is always thickest over the target. So the nerve that we strike in speaking God's truth will cause some to seek him and others to reject him again, whatever the case, they will see and hear the truth. Clears the windshield. It clears the windshield (laughs) and it simplifies our lives and it makes our mission much easier as we focus on the brilliance in the basics. So if it's scriptural, if it's in love, if it glorifies God, then embrace it. If those things don't take place, step away from it. It's Mm -hmm. useless conflict. you got to pick and choose your battles. And that's our job as courageous Christians. 
And in each of these intersections of faith and the world, we who call ourselves the children of God have the opportunity, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to stand firm in our faith and glorify our Father in heaven. These things may seem little, but they are not. A 14th century proverb says, Mighty oaks from little acorns grow. Many of you know that I think about the Holocaust a lot. If you, like me, wonder how such a thing could happen, it started with little acorns. It didn't happen overnight. Germany was drained of its humanity little by little in the same way the U.S. is being drained of its spiritual virtue. One day at a time, in the little intersections of faith and the world, we fail to stand firm. I'm not saying you should down every hill, but if you focus on everything, you focus on nothing. So we have to keep our focus. I am saying that in matters which show our God to the world, which glorify his name by the courage and faith of his children, we must stand firm. We are heavenly creatures who live in the world. It is hard, but it becomes simpler by faith when we say, I will do what glorifies God, and I will not do what glorifies the world at his expense. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we can influence the world's pagans, not with anger and argument, but with quiet devotion to the word and the truth of our loving God in heaven. I have 10 things that I've noted, which will simplify that. We'll call these the brilliance in the basics. Number one, thank God in every situation. I've heard it said, what if you have only tomorrow what you thanked God for today? Number two, be still and in the moment. In that gratitude and in that stillness, read your Bible, number three. Number four, focus on today and don't be anxious or regretful. Number five, concentrate on righteous actions. Number six, serve in humility. Number seven, give in gratitude. Number eight, you're going to laugh about this, stop swearing. Yes. Avoid the selfish, (laughs) avoid the vulgar, Avoid the worldly, and if swearing is the thing that reminds you to do that, stop it. Number nine, in every situation, ask what will glorify God. And number ten, if you start to feel angry, think about what God has done for you and tell others about it. Mm. If you start to feel angry, I totally get it. I bet some of you might feel overwhelmed in bringing your faith to the world And in some cases, I think it's because possibly like me, you feel like you're responsible for the teaching and the impact of that teaching in the learning that takes place. You feel responsible for the lesson and the impact of that lesson. We aren't, and we don't. We just show Jesus to the world, and he handles the impact that has on people. A new saying that I just thought of yesterday, which I'm going to think about a lot, is seek God not his job. I don't want God's job. I'm not capable. I love that. I just want us to each focus on the fact that the system works. The system is Jesus. The system is love. And if we do righteous things one day at a time, then he will handle bending the universe toward good, regardless of how messy it seems. Would we not have expected all the uh, members of my team to know that I was going to take care of things for them? We certainly would. Brilliance in the basics. Brilliance in the basics. I think another reason why people struggle 
and I bet this applies to some of you, is that we search for security in this world. On the battlefield, there are things we can do to protect ourselves, but it is, after all, a battlefield, and security is difficult unless you trust in Jesus. And again, if anything happens, whatever happens, if all you do is say, Jesus, not like my father did when he was working on the car in the garage, but in a way that shows your heart to the world, I think it will help. Friends, this is a world dangerous, unkind to some. It's a difficult place for spiritual beings. To live a good life which glorifies God requires faith and courage. In your courageous Christianity brought to bear in the little intersections of your days, you have the opportunity to glorify Him and to cause people to look up to Him. By your example, many who don't know God will find Him, and by their testimony, many more still. The mighty oaks of faith come from the little acorns of our lives. If you'd like to reach me, to tell me how to speak my message more clearly and with fewer words, <laughs> You're doing contact fine. me at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Friends, thanks for joining Christian and me today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.